not only are they shoveling the shit, they're shoveling the money as well. And they're like, I'll take I'll take your money. You can throw it in our shit because we don't care. We're just going right. to throw it over here. It's going to go on this wall. And then we're going to get rid of good shows because we don't care anymore. And yeah. we're Netflix. <laughs> and you're going to pay your 12 bucks a month because <laughs> where else are you going to go? Welcome to another episode of Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. I'm Michael Moyer. And I'm Kevin Murphy. All right, Kevin, what are you starting off with tonight in the beer category? Or maybe not beer, maybe it's something else. Uh, you know what? It is beer, and it's two beers that I've had on the show before, uh, mainly because I had to buy six packs of them, and i rather just drink them all instead of letting them go to waste. So my uh, my first beer tonight is uh, Columbus Brewing Company's uh, Citra Noel. Mm. Uh, it's a amber red ale. And I still like it. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's a good good beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am also having a repeat, but it's a l- little further back than the last time we had it. It was uh, the last time it, it made an appearance on our show was when Brent and Katie were on for the epic okay. IPA taste test, and it is Twenty First Amendment Brew Free or Die IPA. Now. Mm. Loyal listeners will remember that I drank a, well, not only did I drink, but I got a 12-pack assortment of 21st Amendment <coughs> breweries. Um, yeah. I was hoping there'd be 12 different beers in there, but I think there's only like six different beers. Okay. Or maybe five different beers, right? And there's right, some like repeats. Right. I don't know how they determine if you get three beers in one or et cetera, but I, I do think there's five different ones. But So I, I will be doing some repeats, but... I can't remember exactly where this landed on our our scale because uh, it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, um, I it it's it's really good. Um, yeah, it is just yeah, it's delicious. Seven percent. Um, I I think it constantly rates pretty pretty high among IPAs, and I think that's uh-huh. one reason they they distribute everywhere just because it right. ranks you know pretty high and stuff but yeah delicious ipa everyone should try it if uh you haven't that's 21st amendment brew free or die (laughs) you know what i think for some reason i i kind of have this memory of going out and visiting you and katie in dc and like that was the first time i saw 21st amendment brewery because i think Katie was really into hell or high watermelon. Mm-hmm. And I for some for some reason, like when I think of 21st Amendment brewery, mm-hmm. like that going out to DC is like attached to that. Well, spoiler so. alert, that's my second beer tonight is Hell or High Watermelon. <laughs> and I, I believe you are correct, Kevin, is that that yeah. was around the time that um either they just started um distributing it nationally around that time, Hell or High Watermelon, or Katie discovered it. I mean, okay. There's probably a number of things Katie was getting in the beer at that point. Right. You know, they probably started to distribute. But um, yeah, right. I, it makes complete sense that that's your memory of it. Because I do, I do feel like we had that in our refrigerator a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll save that review for fast forward two or three chapters in this episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> save it for the next. Yeah. So, Kevin, the ridiculously expensive Mac Pro was released. Um, okay, and you know we we'd kind of mentioned it a previous episode. You can deck it out. It can be uh-huh. a fifty thousand dollar machine if you want. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> it definitely is a workstation, right? Um, it's uh, it, it, 
it's not for us, right? It's uh-huh. it's it it is for um rendering or for like video rendering farms that need to like just do video production, right? Uh-huh. I was watching a video earlier today that the guy just with this little afterburner card they call it, it's just a specific card for ProRes. Okay. He had 16k 16k not 4k not 2k not 8k he had 16k videos rendering in real time okay and people are that don't know what that means they're like glossing over right now like (laughs) anyways all you need to know is like with this afterburner card that they have specifically for ProRes, you've probably heard of the red cameras right the like the red video cameras yeah the sony reds well i don't know if it's sony but um i think red is their own brand but but anyways they, they have their own um rendering uh codec right so it's not uh-huh. ProRes, it's red something so so theoretically there could be a red camera card and there might already be one that's specifically for rendering their 4k or 8k really fast right uh-huh and then that way um this video is showing the guy took out his video cards he took out he has the base model you know it's still expensive it's still six thousand dollars or whatever uh-huh. but he wanted to show just this one aftermarket card not aftermarket this extra card he was able to render 16k on his 6k discrete screen real time not even touching the cpu and stuff so it's all this ridiculous stuff it's a, it's a yeah. crazy fast computer um it's you can upgrade it and all that type of stuff if you want to but there was a video that i sent you and i know you haven't watched it but i'm going to share it in the links if our links are working next week, uh, thanks Squarespace. But um, <laughs> uh, it is a video by Jonathan Morrison, and the title is "This 2019 Mac Pro Review is Different." And uh-huh. the reason I love this review is every other review is either bitching about it being fifty two thousand dollars, which okay, if you're the person to bitch about a computer being fifty two thousand dollars, you're obviously not the one that would be thinking of spending that money to begin with, right? Like, right. If, you, if you're the person that's like, I can build a PC for $8,000 that has the same specs. No, it, it is not. If that lasts more than six months, you'll be lucky because just like Dell makes ridiculously high-end $50,000 computer, they're, they're workstations. They're, they're meant yeah. to be running 24-7. These are, right. you know, it's it just a different level, right? So don't even look at it. Don't even bitch about it. So anybody's, either people are bitching about the price or there's people like unboxing it and being like, ooh, you know, like and it's just like gushing over it. So you have these two extremes. And this Jonathan Morrison video is all he did is he took it to a sound studio. And okay. the people that he gave it to, right, are Andrew Dawson and Jackson Foot. And these people, like, are big producers, I guess. Like, they've worked with Kanye. They've done all this stuff, right? It's just, it's okay. just people that are producers that yeah. are in the studio... Right. That might be like, ooh, this is really fast and stuff, but they don't... At the end of the day, the computer is just a tool, right? It's like a microphone. You know, they might gush about the microphone specs, but if the microphone doesn't get out of the way, right, and let the singer sing, who gives a shit about the microphone, right? Right, right. And why this review is so awesome was like, yeah, they kind of like talk about it and be like, oh, look, it's not even using the processors, all this stuff. But then around eight minutes in... 
the one producer just starts recording, right? And so uh-huh. the rest of the video from about eight minutes until the end of 17 minutes is them recording a song. And the, the, the song and lyrics are written by this artist, Wolf. And it's just... And, and why I really like the review is, like any good tool, they didn't have to worry about, oh, we got to wait for this to render, or we have to wait for this plugin to be installed um, or, you know, turn on, like when they add reverb, right? Like if you're on a, a slower machine, you add reverb, it takes a second and stuff. This is just literally the guy in his mind, in his element, he's using this tool to its extent. There's no... There's no resistance from the computer. Right? Yeah. It's just, right. it's letting him do his thing. And then the, eventually the review just turns into you watching these two, like, or these three, like, master craftsman people create, like, a really cool pop song. Uh-huh. And at the end, they released it. I bought it on iTunes. Spoiler, I want it to be our song of the, of the week <laughs> yeah. at the end of the show. Um, yeah. But it, it was just a really cool. And you can skip the first eight minutes. It's all like just okay. guys gushing over computer stuff. But right around it, eight minutes is where like they just it just shows them working through this stuff, you know, and it's, right. it's just, you know, it's 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 what people would actually use this for. They don't care about that. And that's what a lot of people forget is video farms or anything that will be buying these machines. They'll say, hey, get me 20 Mac Pros with this spec, you know? And then Uh somebody will be like, yeah, but you can upgrade the RAM yourself and save so much money. And they're like, I don't don't care about that. Uh, It comes with Apple Care. If something happens, I send the machine back. You yeah, know, you're not going to get this yeah. thing back that's saying Apple is, says your your RAM's different. It's the problem. Oh, well, we ordered that from Crucial, right? Oh, okay, so let's uh-huh. try the. You no, know, it's like th- these are companies that that don't think that way. They're just like we just want something that works. It's going to be in the studio. If it breaks, we can go to one source to get it fixed. You yeah, know? like just right. Take care of it. Get it done. You know. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you and I are different. You know, we'll do do other things, and that's probably the smarter way to do it but when you're you're just dealing with um, a huge uh proponent of like buying apple stuff is um bad robot uh jj abrams production company they do everything okay. with final cut like right they are not going to buy the base model and then go to crucial.com and buy <laughs> a terabyte of ram you know they don't care if it saves them twenty thousand dollars right like right. the amount of money that's coming through their production studio to do stuff it's just like it's mind-boggling yeah yeah but uh yeah so i recommend everybody even if you hate this talk about computer stuff this review is just really cool just because you're kind of watching people create a song which you know Uh i always find fascinating you know it it was funny because you know the this kind of the topic of this conversation is is uh super fast computers that can do you know essentially uh time travel if if they wanted to and so I'm like, okay, like as Mike was talking about this, I, I'm going to try to run this in the background, like this video. <laughs> and it was like, my computer's like, nope, not, not going to do it. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I can't, I can't be on Skype recording audio and watching a video at the same time. Like, I think my computer would melt down. So it was just kind of funny how the kind of, uh, you know, you, you need a $52,000 Mac Pro. The, that's right. I just I just need to uh, splurge. But no, that that goes to another point that you were talking about that that kind of I I rem- I forget where I heard this and it it this kind of saying goes with with anything whether it's 
it's computers or, or cameras or, or anything of like the creative space is that the saying goes like, you know, a great pen doesn't make a great writer. And, and so like you can have this really, really nice stuff, but it's not going to substitute for the craft itself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's like, um, you know, I think we've all aspired to this, but it's like, I'm going to be a woodworker, <laughs> you know, and I'm going to I'm gonna skip buying the cheap tools and just buy the most expensive thing I yeah. can, you know, because uh-huh. I need this table saw and then you might use it once. But like, right. you know, right. when you see a master craftsman doing it, you're like, oh, they're actually using it to its like full extent and they're not uh-huh. really thinking about their, uh, you know. I don't like. I, I, side note, I so I think I mentioned that I have these like sixteen foot pieces of cherry in my basement. Have I talked about okay. that? But um, uh, I don't think we've talked about it on the show. I think yeah. you you might have talked. About well, it. yeah, yeah it, you know. Anyways, we were on Facebook Marketplace, and Katie and I are always looking out for house projects and stuff. And and, and this guy was selling um, just these huge chunks of cherry that have been milled and stuff, and. I was like, oh, that's great, because he was going to sell them for $85 a piece or something, which was okay. really low. I was like, yeah. let's just buy them. We'll find some use for it, right? Right. And so I started looking into, like, okay, like, YouTube videos of, like, hand tools, like, hand planers and all this type of uh-huh. stuff. And I was uh-huh. just like, no, you got to get these chisels. And obviously, you can go to Harbor Freight, right? You go to Harbor Freight, right. you buy the cheapest stuff possible. It gets you in the door for very cheap but then i i was like why well, don't want to get something that will like break in a month um uh-huh. even though i probably should right you should probably start with the harbor freight break the right. tool then you're like oh okay now i can upgrade but no of course me being me i've got to yeah. go down the rabbit <laughs> hole and so i go to like different subreddits and i'm like on the woodworking subreddit and, and it's like of okay. course you ask these people that are professionals they're going to be like, oh, yes, you must buy the Mac Pro of the, right, the right. woodworking tools. You can't buy the uh-huh. cheap stuff. And so I start looking it up, and it's like, oh, this one planer, not not a set, not like 10 different planers. This one planer, $450. And I was like, holy. <laughs> but it looked really pretty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so really their recommendation is, okay, if you don't have thousands of dollars to spend on these hand tools, go to um, estate sales, go to yard sales, because there will be like people that had these tools from the 40s and 50s. And all it takes uh-huh. is kind of resharpening them and doing some stuff, and they'll be really good. And so that's kind of like right. their, this is the cheap way of doing it. Don't buy. They they recommend don't buying the cheap stuff. They just recommend trying to find these old tools and stuff. But yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. You You watch them, and you're just like, it's awesome watching them work, because it makes you want to do it. And then you get into it and you're like, well, that 90 degree angle is now a 45 degree splitter mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, as you, as you know, our, our listeners probably don't know this, but uh, one of my many hobbies that I have is I also like to look at just like ridiculously expensive houses, houses I can never afford. And I always like to 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 see kind of what these houses like, how they're designed, because a lot of times these houses are are just complete one off custom built houses. And I remember, I think it was a house out in Colorado somewhere, um, and it it had like a legitimate woodworking wing of the house, 
Like, it was really impressive. Like, all of the machines were, like, hooked up to, like, a central vac system. Mm -hmm. So all the sawdust would be, like, you know, sucked away as you're, like, you know, woodworking and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it just, it reminded me of of something that was, like, you know, you would see on, like, a a production woodworking show or something. And and this was, like, just somebody's house. (laughs) So, you know, it's, like, you know, they just couldn't afford anything they, (laughs) they desired. I do wish you could have um, come down when David Hostetler, the artist, was still alive because um, when he would, it, for people that aren't aware, David Hostetler is a, um, a sculptor. Um, he has a few pieces, I think, at Trump Tower in New York. There's a piece. Trump bought one of his other pieces uh, somewhere else and stuff. You know, these are probably million dollar pieces easily, you yeah. know, when he yeah. sold it to him and stuff. Um but he had his his workshop in Athens, and it's a giant pole barn, and inside is just hundreds and hundreds of hand tools, and you know, and like, um, he constantly did the figure of of women. He loved naked women, and uh-huh. um, so like there would be like, so people would send him like photos of their wives or girlfriends, and want him to like do a like sculpture of the, of the woman and stuff. And so there'd be like half finished pieces and stuff. And so it was like kind of what you're talking about. It's just like this. Oh my God. But you know, he was like in his eighties and this was, you know, 60 years of tools and uh, ideas that he'd just been Uh building and building and like, Oh, I got to do this and stuff. And it's just like, man, when I'm 85, like, is it just going to be video games and video games? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, H- have I ever shown you the um, the hand crank uh, drill that I have? Yeah, you have. Yeah, Do you have a picture so, of it. We can share. Uh, yeah, I'll 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 have a picture of it. But um, so Melissa's mom's uncle, uh, he was in world war two. And, and when he passed away, we were clearing out his house and he had like a lot of like, um, very old looking tools and, and things that he had used a long time ago. And, and one of them was an actual mechanical, uh, with gears where you like crank it with, uh, with, with your hand and, you know, it spins the drill bit. And you know what? I bet there are probably like, you know, woodworking purists out there that are like, you know, like you, you got to be able to do it all by hand. You can't have this like, you know, electric drill, like drilling this stuff. You know, you got to have the, <laughs> the, the, so I, I do occasionally use it because a lot of times with like, if you're trying to start like a pilot hole, yeah, um, you know, it doesn't exactly cut in the exact spot that you're overhead. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to be super precise about it, just being able to like turn the, the, uh, mechanical drill just real slow mm-hmm. you know you like cut real slow like it 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 works like it's it's pretty nice <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm hesitant to announce this on the show because it's it's not even i, I have a sketch and i will share the sketch um mm-hmm. let me see if i can find it i'll send it to you right now but um do you know what like a hull tree is yeah yeah mm-hmm. 
So, um, and you know, our entryway, like right now we have a little bench behind the door and there's like okay. a little shelf there. I, I hate right. it. Right. Cause yeah, we take our shoes off. There's no real place to put your shoes there under the bench, uh-huh. but then like people just put their shoes to the left or something. Um, there's no hooks on the wall for coats or anything. We don't have like a, you know, that type of thing. So like I, I was looking and I'm like, this is a perfect location for me to have a hall tree. And essentially, a hall tree is just like, hey, there's a little bench, there's a spot for shoes, there's some yeah. hooks and stuff. Right. Um, so, you know, my first inkling was like, ooh, I should reach out to my woodworker in Seattle again, and he, he can do it. And then I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I don't need to have John Hurst, as good as he is, build me all super custom furniture. The TV stand yeah. is unique. It can come with us. The whole tree right. is like really a tool, right? To for for me to not be mad every time I see our entryway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I went down this rabbit hole of like on the woodworking subreddit in different various places is like, okay, this can't be that difficult, right? Um we have all this cherry. This would be good use case right. for it. Um, I could use the cherry for the bench itself, but everything uh-huh. else can be, you know, like project board and stuff, you know, like, right, like right. and stuff. So I, w- I went down this path of um, designing this. So I'm, I'm announcing it now on the show. So this means I actually have to build it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Um, take note, listeners, how long this actually takes me. But um, uh, the uh, link I'll send you, I, I, I'll find the, the, the my sketch of what I'm going to do, and I'll share that for when the actual um, okay. episode. But but this is kind of the thing that inspired me a little bit. Uh, the the link I'm sending you right now. Okay. Um, I I don't think I'm going to do it exactly the same. I'm not the the wood isn't going to be that light and stuff. Um, yeah, and I might not do shelves like they did up top, but. It, it, it kind of was like, oh, I could do something similar. So I've, I've I've drawn it out. I can probably do it for around two hundred dollars because I already have the the good wood, right? That that I would be using, uh, but everything else, the hooks and stuff, I can get from uh, places for fairly cheap. So, uh, like most projects, I estimate two hundred dollars, but it'll probably be three hundred because you know you always do those trips and you're like, oh, I got everything from Lowe's yeah. or Menards, and then you're like, shit, <laughs> I forgot the thing. So I'm sure I'll be making lots of those trips, but yeah. Yeah, that that that'll be good. I think that'll be cool. Yeah. Um so so, so yeah, it, it it'll be a fun project and uh-huh. um you know, it, it's <laughs> it's 90 degree angles, right? It's it's straight things. There's nothing really crazy about it because it's literally just going to be up against this wall there. So there, right. so, so there's right. not a lot of opportunities for me to really mess something up, right? Like um and, and you know, I'll, and since I'm not doing, since a lot of it will be painted except for the bench, the cherry, like paint helps cover up blemishes. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm hoping yeah. you know, like if if I mess something up royally, that uh, you know, it'll be like, oh, that paint you know is, is fine and stuff. So right, but the, right. The, but the bench has me a little worried just because I, I do want to. I don't have a lot of the tools, especially with these giant boards. Um, but there's a makerspace in Athens that you can like become a member of, and then you can be like, "Hey, I need to rent. Or, or I'm, I'm going to use the planer on this day okay. uh, for four hours, right?" Uh-huh. And so you can you can kind of designate your tools that you want 
um, if they're open, right? So mm-hmm. um, there's a yeah. schedule for everything and stuff. So that right. way I can actually use stuff instead of me spending $15,000 on some ridiculous planer that can take 16-foot yeah. <laughs> boards um, that I would use five <laughs> times. I can you know, go to this maker space and use it. So yeah. we'll see how well it goes, but um, um, fingers crossed. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, and, 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 you know, I... And Katie's probably laughing right now, but like, and, and Kevin, we've talked about it before. Is like I constantly mock up the basement in various ways, right? Like uh-huh, I will, uh-huh. I will Photoshop. And, and back to people knowing their craft, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm so comfortable, so comfortable in my work now with the tools that I use, right? Whether it's Photoshop, whether it's you know various Creative Suite programs whether it's uh, CSS and HTML for website stuff. Like I don't stress about like, Oh, how am I going to do that? Right. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's like, it's it, the stress isn't about how you're going to do it. It's about like, you know, coming up with the idea now is the more difficult part. Right. right? The actual implementation is easy because like I've, I've, become a professional at that you know uh-huh. like i yeah i know i'm how i'm gonna tackle it you know like so it's like if if we have to come up with a a good example is um we have a big event in um march right um, uh-huh. it's all of our top clients from all over the world come and one of the aspects of it is the the stage presentation right and so you watch videos of apple you watch videos of google and uh-huh. You know, it's not just the stage itself, but it's like each presentation when you have 15 speakers and they come to you with a PowerPoint presentation that looks like it was designed in 1992. It's not (laughs) it's not just making their slide look pretty. It's it's taking that slide and going back to them and saying, hey, it seems like you're trying to say this message here. Right. Right. What if. Because and you you just trying to distill it down constantly to what they're really trying to get at. If somebody shows fifty bullet points on a slide, mm-hmm. and their main point was we saved our company five million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't they just show we saved our company five million dollars right by itself, right? Like everything uh-huh. else is just them talking. But a lot of people use PowerPoint slides as their notes. Right. So they'll be like, oh, I see my notes. And it's like, no, there's a separate notes thing specifically for that. Yeah. <laughs> Leave that be pretty. Yeah. You want right. people focusing on you speaking, not trying to read your novel up there on the thing. And so, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so back to like, so, so when I'm, when I'm having a conversation with that person in my mind, I'm not worried at all about having to go into Photoshop or PowerPoint and make these changes. Right. I'm not mm-hmm. worried about the programs holding me up. Oh, how am I going to make that? that word animate that doesn't uh-huh. worry me in the slightest because I just right. know that so well, what worries me is, am I going to be able to communicate with this person enough to get down to that core idea that they need? You know, that's uh-huh. where maybe in another 15 years, I'm just like, save $5 million. Boom. Yeah. Give, give me more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, I'll be the mentalist for, uh, or not the mentalist. What is it? The, the dog whisperer. I'll be the PowerPoint whisperer for, uh, yeah corporate companies <laughs> yeah yeah i i remember probably the the goodest the goodest the best piece of advice um when i was taking a, a public speaking class is uh like when you're so you have like your your slides up 
but there's I forget what button it is, but it makes your screen go black. And they're like, because it pulls the focus back on you. Like you like because otherwise people are not going to be paying attention. They're just going to be looking at your your screen. Mm-hmm. And so like you you make your point with the the you know, the slides. But once you're done, you you'd make it black. And then that way the focus goes back on you and people are actually paying attention to what mm-hmm. you have to say versus the next bullet point on your slide or or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. And hopefully you're engaging enough that, you know that can work for people because man i've Uh seen some presenters and i will never ever name names and uh, thankfully they've never been a part of of the company i work for or any of our our events they've just been other events i've been to yeah and Uh it's just like oof oof this person is (laughs) rough well (laughs) hell elon musk sorry elon musk and not to shame you he is literally the worst presenter known to humankind yeah like Uh I think he just wings it, and then he's not good at winging it, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, you you right. know, like I don't know. It's just like back to the cyber truck. I feel like if if uh, he didn't have to be so involved with the public face of Tesla, right? Like if they could have had somebody that could actually present and come up with a a narrative, they probably would um, address those concerns that a lot of truck people had. Right? They might not yeah. be great answers but they'd probably right, be better right. than just like yeah 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 <laughs> look, yeah 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 it's cool yeah yeah like, oh you like my socks here here's my sock like it's so so hard that's why i i, I stopped watching tesla events just because i i can't right i i feel like i'm watching curb your enthusiasm yeah um, uh-huh. with uh, uh uh david uh, uh larry david you know, uh, and it's like super cringy. Like he gets himself in situations and it's just like, right. it's like the worst Michael Scott from the office episodes where he was just like, you're like, I can't watch this because it's too, uh-huh. too cringy. That uh-huh. is um, Elon Musk. in presentations. <laughs> <laughs> so I just watched a video today and it was uh, a car YouTuber and they bought, uh, they live in Los Angeles. They bought a car in Seattle and they drove up to Seattle to pick it up. And so they were trailering uh, a car hauling trailer with a Model X. And <laughs> they had to stop every hour to charge. And so the the Los Angeles to Seattle and back, they calculated charging added 13 extra hours of trip time <laughs> for them. Wait, and so a lot of they t- had a oh they're buying a car to put on the trailer. Uh-huh. That's so why they, they had up, the Model X got it, got it. Uh-huh. So they drove up to Seattle with a Model X and an empty trailer and then loaded the car up on the trailer and then drove back to Los Angeles. <laughs> but yeah, and it was now, funny be f- because I, I I would say to be fair, the Model X has never been marketed or designed to be a a hauler like that, right? Uh-huh. Like I don't even think like Tesla says anywhere of its actual towing capacity, you know, uh-huh. not to say, right. not, not to say that, you know, I, I, I feel like there's all these YouTubers that want, it's not, it's kind of a clickbait title where they're like, can the model X tow? And it's like, well, no, yeah. not really, because it's just a fucking, right. you know, it's a luxury <laughs> SUV. Can yeah. do, do luxury SUVs tow? Yeah, they probably can, but nobody right, really right. would be, you know, like it's, yeah. it's a weird thing that, you know, like to, yeah. to call out, but it, it is a good 
use case scenario of like uh-huh. and, and why was this youtuber buying a car in in seattle other than because to do this video i think yeah to, yeah. to do this video yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sorry i interrupt you what were you gonna say uh no i yeah I, I, the the one thing that was kind of funny is you know they they luckily they're they're on the west coast in california so there's supercharging stations everywhere but what was funny about it is how they had to pull the car in they mm-hmm. essentially had to jackknife the the model <laughs> x in the trailer that way they could get because the cords on the cars or the on the chargers are not meant to go very far, so well, they had to like well to, jackknife. To, yeah, the, to, to, the... to back it up. So these superchargers, you generally, generally don't pull in straight, right? Because uh-huh. your your charger's on the back, so a lot of people will back in, to, right? And you know, and the cable is just barely long enough to get if people do pull in straight, just barely long enough to to charge. And uh-huh. so you have to pull in like a parking spot to these things. So yeah. yeah, so what Kevin's describing is yeah, like if you if you don't take the trailer off, right, which is an which option, they never did. Yeah. <laughs> um you do have to do this weird like <laughs> thing of of you know, jackknifing yeah. the thing around and stuff. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. Luckily there was very few Teslas actually charging. So because they would take up like four or five spots like yeah. how they had to park the the car you know yeah and that that would be one of those like douchey things like if there was a you know i don't know if you've seen the pictures of like san francisco the lines the supercharger lines uh-uh. um it's like ridiculous it's like 40 cars deep of them waiting for okay. supercharge. now there's a two-fold thing um one a lot of people in san francisco live in apartments and there's no way to plug their car in so they need to use superchargers two uh-huh. A lot of Tesla buyers, especially in San Francisco, bought when you still bought a Tesla, then you would get free supercharging for life, right? So they're getting free yeah. energy, right? They're not paying through it through their, their house bills or anything. So, of course, they're going to go out of their way and, and wait the hour, right, to charge their car because they're like, it's free. I mean, one of the benefits of me buying this car is I don't have to pay for gas, right? Uh-huh. I paid... $1,800 in gas last year for my car. I'd love not to pay $1,800 a year and just take an extra hour out of my week to go wait and charge it. You know, like that'd be amazing, you know. Uh, but yeah, it is ridiculous. These are like, they just don't have enough superchargers in areas like that because uh-huh. it's just, I don't know. <laughs> like I would say like like per capita or whatever, the number of Teslas in San Francisco has got to be the oh, highest geez. of anywhere in the world. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I always I always love it when they when um they customize, you know, like they they put a wrap on it or they put different rims on it and stuff like cuz after a while, you know, it's just like Once there's so many of them, they well, just all look the same. Yeah, it's like the Apple Watch, right? Is one of the reasons watch lovers love watches, mechanical watches, is because it's like it's a fashion statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um uh, no Nobody buying a watch over $20 Timex watch, right, from Walmart because they actually need to tell the time. Anybody spending more than 100 bucks on a watch is buying it as a fashion statement. Like, yeah. you're not yeah. – because, like, the higher you get, actually, the worse they tell time. Like, those $5,000 <laughs> Rolex watches actually are, like, off by a few seconds, um, uh-huh. because they're mechanical, they're more mechanical and it's people want that, like, Oh, these were hand, you know, chiseled and, <laughs> and, and, you know, stamped out and stuff. And of course the, the $30 
quartz crystal timex watch is like perfect right (laughs) (laughs) but it's like what the apple watch came out it's been this huge success but they all look the same right there there's 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 this kind of square thing now apple was very smart in having um uh swappable bands you know um which is very smart because then you're just like oh you know what it's a i'm wearing a i'm wearing a blue suit or I'm wearing a light gray suit with uh, brown shoes, brown belt. You know, I'll swap out my brown Apple Watch strap to match. Uh-huh. Right. Like that, that. that's kind of one of those crazy things that you're like, why didn't any other watchmaker think of that? You know, you could mm-hmm. always swap bands out, but you'd have to use this special tool. You'd ha- you know, you'd have to get this little yeah. thing and pop it out. And it's like nobody was, people were doing that. But like, that's why people bought multiple watches. Apple's... Like, why buy multiple watches when you can just buy all these bands from us? And then it looks like yeah. you have multiple watches, you know? <laughs> and so it's definitely like, yeah, you see all these Teslas, and it's cool. But it's weird because you never think about, oh, I see all these F-150s, right? Uh-huh. Like, oh, they all just yeah. look the same. And it's right. like, But then even then, how many people uh, customize their F-150s, customize their Harleys for shit's sake, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, right. it, it's it's a, to- a tried and true thing, and it's just, it's weird that... In the luxury car market, you rarely had people really customizing them, right? You had uh-huh. people customizing Honda Civics, <laughs> right. Ford F-150s, you know, jacking them up and stuff. But but luxury cars were kind of like, oh, no, you, you know, you've got to leave that Mercedes how it is. You can't mm-hmm. put a wrap on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next one is the aforementioned 21st Amendment Brewery, Hell or High Watermelon. Um, I'm not sure the, the history behind the hell or high watermelon, uh, like naming, um, you know, why they chose that. Right. I do think this is like when, when Katie first got it, I definitely felt like it was a summer beer, right? Like it was like, you needed to be on the lake, you know, with your, your hat on (laughs) taking, taking it easy, um, drinking this beer and stuff because it, it is lower i think it's a uh four point here let's look this up yeah 4.9 percent um oh interesting the hops are columbus hops and magnum hops hops mm. uh, i didn't realize there was a columbus hop. I, I i didn't either but beer connoisseur.com is is tell me what's up it's fruit beer from california so i uh, I would not drink much of this. I, I feel like I like if I got a six pack, I definitely want to share it with two other people, right? Like I'll have two of those. Mm. I, I don't want to have yeah. all six. Uh, there's just fruity beers or fruity things in general. I, I'm very limited in wanting to partake in, but uh, yeah, yeah. So you're on your next one now too, right? Yep. Next one uh, c- coming coming from uh, the last episode. I had this one, but it was it was the Lining Kugel's uh, Snowdrift Vanilla Porter, and I I don't know like I'm I'm I feel like I'm kind of starting to switch to so I've always said like IPAs were like my go to, but here lately just something with like a like a not a heavy dark beer but just like a nice flavorful dark beer like there's just I don't know I feel like I get more out of it mm-hmm. than just like ah just. Just another IPA, you know. <laughs> There's all those people out there listening. They're like, finally, God, you guys got to stop yeah. drinking these damn IPAs and start to, 
Some good beer. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it ebbs and flows for me. Like, I will be really into a style for a bit and then switch over. And then, like, kind of like when I moved to, the, you know, to the Northwest and stuff, I was, I was like, yes, all these drinks out there. And then I kind of got sick of them. I came back and I yeah. swung hard the uh-huh. other way with my Half No Furies and, and then, right. you know, like all this stuff. But, um, um, I'm kind of it, it, it's 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 strange to say, but I feel like I've since starting this podcast, I feel like I've drank less beer in the last year than I did the previous year. Now that you know that might sound ridiculous to some people because we drink two beers this week, but I feel like I'm saving my beer tasting more okay. for the show. Where, yeah. like, before... And it could be a combination of my daughter being born and all this type of stuff, too. And it probably uh-huh. is that more than anything. Yeah. Because, uh-huh. um, like, I have a curfew now, you know? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> where before, got an yeah. alarm clock yeah. that goes off every morning. <laughs> <laughs> before, I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> stay up till stay up. Yeah, stay up. But, um... Uh, so, yeah, I, I do feel like I'm more... Um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like cog- cognizant, yeah, I'm, of I'm, your yeah, beer yeah, drinking of my beer drinking, and be like, you know what? I'm gonna like that would be a good one to taste on the show. I'll buy uh-huh. a bottle of it, or I'll do this, or you know, and I'll just kind of hold it, you know. So we we actually were going to review two movies this week. There is a Christmas movie, and I think it's the Christmas movie on Netflix right now, <laughs> <laughs> and so. I chose to watch that Christmas movie versus our next movie in the Marvel series. And what's that next movie in the Marvel series? Thor, the Dark World. A Dark World? God, I so wanted to talk about it. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't wait to talk about Thor, a Dark World. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to leave you listeners for next week for. Our reactions to Thor: yeah. Dark World. So, what did we watch instead, Kevin? So, so we watched a night, and not N I G H T. It's K N I G H T. Um, before Christmas, streaming on Netflix near you. So, what did you think? Well, let's let's give the premise, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to read the plot summary from Wikipedia on on this. Okay, movie. Um, it's starring Vanessa Hudgens. Uh-huh. Uh, he was a former Disney star in like uh what was what was that movie? Um High School Musicals, right? I think mm-hmm. she was in like eight of them or something. I don't know. Right. Um she's been in two or three Netflix Christmas movies now each year. And I feel like this is just her job now is doing Christmas movies with uh, yeah. <laughs> But anyways, here here's the plot summary. Okay. Brooke is a Brooke is a woman that has lost hope of finding her happily ever after and comes across Cole, a knight who has traveled from the 14th century, thinking him to be suffering from amnesia after she hit him with her car. She takes him in to help him until he regains his memory. What she doesn't realize is that he is the knight in shining armor that she's been wishing for her entire life. <laughs> End plot summary. Okay, with that in mind, Kevin, what... <laughs> I don't even know if we need to ask what you thought of it. What What did you and Melissa think of The Night Before Christmas? Oh, man. It's, uh, 
You know, you know, it's pretty uh, cheese-tastic when uh, even Melissa's like, oh, I can't handle this movie. That's like <laughs> verbatim her words. I can't handle this movie. <laughs> uh, so let's, yeah, let's, let's kind of like walk through this a little bit. Uh, th- this guy who, his name is Sir Cole, and people keep making the circle joke. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> circle? And he's like, yes, yeah, Sir Cole. And they're like, I don't know what marketing writer wizards were like <laughs> kids are gonna love this joke that his name he's a knight right and so his name is yeah. sir and his last his first name is cole and circle <laughs> circle <laughs> um movie starts he's like in i think it was like england thir- 1335 yeah and so they have to say the year and then when it cuts to the modern day it says present every time, like December 13th, present, uh-huh. like present day. Uh-huh. Like we don't know that we're not in the 1300s anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and and so anyways, he, he makes some comment about like going on a, a quest, like he needs to, to, to do his, his true quest to become a, a real knight or something to, to finalize it. And then there's this like scary witch woman in, in the forest that like I was like, is she supposed to be evil <laughs> Or or is she supposed to be good? I think she's supposed to be like a good Christmas like witch, like oh, but she's she just, an old crone. <laughs> she just <laughs> came off to me that if this was like somebody's going to do a recut of the trailer of this to make it into a horror movie, um, you know, because think about it, uh, Vanessa Hudgens brings this complete stranger who's obviously crazy. Oh, I yeah. just hit him. I'm going to bring him, let him live in my house, right? <laughs> like, and she lives alone. Uh, you know, she's the single teacher and it like goes against everything you would teach like young women to do in their life. Of, right. Like, you know, right. Be smart, you know, <laughs> like uh, according to the making a murder podcast, uh, <laughs> stay sexy. Don't get murdered. You know, she can she can be sexy, but you got to be smart about it. Right. You, got, you can't yeah. just let some crazy guy who thinks he's a knight <laughs> into your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just like, it, it just goes on from there. And it's like, I, of all people, can dive into stupid movies and love right. them. Right. For... I mean, you you just watched Killer Raccoons 2. That That is true. And Killer yeah. Raccoons 2 fully embraced its, we are going to be horrible, right? And I, I, part of me thinks that the writers and the, the people producing this are like, we should fully embrace the ridiculousness of it, too. Uh-huh. Um, Netflix has decided they're going to take all of the money from um, um, the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. And because <laughs> I feel like there has to be a huge brain drain from the Hallmark Channel of writers and like actors right. and people like, right. well, we're going to Netflix now, boys yeah. and girls. <laughs> Not to mention, have you have you seen the headlines of like Hallmark pissed off everybody in the last forty eight hours? <laughs> no, I haven't. What did they do? Oh, you haven't heard that? Uh-uh. Okay, so it was funny because so Hallmark Channel, Family Wholesome Har- yeah, yeah. Hallmark Channel, there is a dating website called I think it's called Zola, and on the commercial for this dating website, there is two women getting married, and so like. All of these like mothers just like got all in a tizzy of like, this is a family friendly show, like, or, you know, not show, but channel. How could you be running gay advertisements on on this channel? So the execs were like, all right, all right, 
we'll pull it. We'll pull it. Oh my and God. so they pulled it, and then they pissed off the people on the other side. <laughs> and even Ellen DeGeneres tweeted about it. And it's just like, it's 2020. What are you guys doing? And so they pulled it, and then they brought it back on. So it was funny because, like, the headline was like, Hallmark, Hallmark seems to piss off everybody in, like, the last 48 hours. <laughs> oh, God. And, no, it's crazy is it's, like, it's just a commercial advertisement that they run on their channel. It's not uh, even, like, it was one of their movies that had, you know, like, yeah. uh, w- two women getting married. But, anyways, I could I could see more, <laughs> more people exiting uh, Hallmark and go, after and this I mean, I'm debacle. Tell, I'm telling you. This debacle. The marketing team at Netflix looks at all the crap. Like, Netflix, to me, Netflix doesn't. Like, when they started, I feel like they were like, we need quality shows, right? House of Cards, uh-huh. we need Orange right, New Black, right. the first few seasons, anyways. And lately, they're just putting out whatever shit <laughs> they think sticks to a particular market, right? Like, yeah. oh, we need the laugh tracks at comms, because those are still a thing, I guess, in 2019. Oh, right, people right. love those things. We don't care. Who cares what quality is? Boom. Right. Which, by the way, do you know Fuller House has five seasons already? <laughs> Five seasons of Fuller oh, House. God, I don't think like super warm nostalgia, nostalgic feelings for Full House, the original one. But I uh-huh. definitely remember watching it. But I think it was yeah. one of those things where it was probably the only thing to watch at the time. You know, like on a Friday. Uh, you know, there was all those other shows and stuff, and like I don't know. I, and and so, anyways, I I think Kate and I tried to watch the first Fuller House episode. And I was just like, Katie, I, I can't, I can't, I can't do yeah. <laughs> I can't do the laugh tracks. I, well, and it's like, even, I, some shows like laugh tracks kind of make sense to me. Um, yeah. When you watch early Friends episodes and you watch like Seinfeld episodes, the the laugh track wasn't really interfering i feel like yeah and it, it was it, like you didn't really notice you didn't it. really it notice it just, and now yeah. it's like they, they they tone it down some so it's not as loud as it was or it's fake and you know and they, they just put it in there and stuff and it's like uh-huh. you can literally see the actors waiting for the laugh to happen they're like i say a joke but when you watch friends or seinfeld or something like they're not doing that waiting thing they're and i, I don't know if it was a, a different time so all the actors were prepared Uh differently to do it but right like if if you want to have a bad time watch um big bang theory with no laugh track videos on youtube it is like depressing like i never really liked big bang theory really ever but man (laughs) like watching it without a laugh track is just like ugh. like it just shows you how formulaic and stilted it is as a show it's like joke 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 i'm sheldon 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 joke joke like it's just there's no nuance to anything but uh, yeah, but anyways, Netflix is definitely picking up all the shit. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're shoveling the shit. They're, they're shoveling the shit from Hallmark. Not only are they shoveling the shit, they're shoveling the money as well. And they're like, "I'll take, I'll take your money. You can throw it in our shit because we don't care. We're just gonna right. throw it over here. It's gonna go on this wall, and then we're gonna get rid of good shows because we don't care anymore. And yeah. we're Netflix, <laughs> and you're gonna pay your twelve bucks a month because <laughs> where else are you gonna go?" Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, and you know what's funny is I was talking with Katie about this is like 
for a while, Netflix hasn't had classic Christmas movies, right? They don't have the quote unquote classic Christmas movie you would want to see. Um, yeah. Miracle on 34th Street, uh, right. A Christmas Story, any of that stuff, because all the, the TV networks have those rights up, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the, uh-huh. It was a TNT with a Christmas story, and you know, these people right. have uh, this and stuff. So Netflix really wants to just create all these Christmas movies because they want not just you and me, they want the newer generation to be like, Oh well, I really want to watch that crappy a night <laughs> night before Christmas movie <laughs> with Vanessa Hudgens and that really cute circle guy. Um, that's my Christmas movie, you know. And it's kind of smart because they're just like we're just going to have all this crap on here, you know, whether they they work or not, you know. We've talked about the premise. We've t- t- talked about circle. Um, Vanessa Hudgens, who's completely oblivious to the dangers of bringing a, a man into her house that she just hit with a car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you must have amnesia. I will take care of you, not let somebody else, right? Yeah, um, yeah. My favorite moment is... So she's a, a science teacher. She's a math teacher. She's, she's a teacher. She's like a, a middle right. school teacher. Um. And that has a guest house somehow. Yeah, yeah. She well, they, they threw away a line. It was left to her by her grandmother. That that's oh, that, okay. I that's, didn't I didn't catch. Yeah, that. that's the friend's excuse, right? How they could afford the uh, the the massive apartment because it was their grandma and they were rent controlled. So their grandma still lived in in New York, okay. stuff, even though she died uh-huh. like ten years before. Um, <laughs> so yeah, her grandma left her this magic, gigantic, gorgeous house with a guest house. Um, but she has this this young girl come up to her, and she's like, her grades were slipping. This is like the straight A student, right? And her grades yeah. are slipping. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. so so Miss Teacher Vanessa Hudgens is like, oh Sarah, you know you're you're my best student. You got B on this. What what's happening? And she's like, oh my boyfriend just broke up with me. Blah blah blah. And right. immediately uh, Vanessa Hudgens is like, you know you 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 gotta focus on school. Um, you know, because like true love doesn't really happen doesn't like exist. it, like it does in the the fairy tales. Yeah, she was bitter. She was bitter. She yeah, an ex, an ex man that left her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He literally just broke up with her, and she's bitter. And I'm, I'm the whole time I'm waiting for this ex to like show his like true colors, like he poops uh-huh. on dogs or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, and so. It's funny because both Katie and I were like, actually, she's teaching that girl a valuable lesson. Like, you should focus on school right now. You're in eighth grade. You're a really good student. Don't let a relationship that failed t- t- overrun your life. That's a good right. thing to teach. Fast uh-huh. forward to the end of the movie when Circle and Vanessa <laughs> Hudgens find and fall in love. The, she sees the little girl again. The little girl comes back up and is like, thank you so much for teaching me a valuable lesson. My studies are all up. I'm great. And like Vanessa Hudgens literally goes, that's great and all. But what I told you about true love is a lie. You can find a fairy tale. And the little girl's just like. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck this movie. I just, I try to put myself in the place of the the people that are making it. And I'm like. Are like I are they making it and they're like this is my art this is my craft like I <laughs> they're using their new Mac Pros they've got fifty two thousand dollar Mac Pros and they're just like let's make that circle night shine right now oh know? yeah 
So I'm I'm basically saying, do they know it's shit before it's even out, or do they, they do they really feel like they are like having a serious acting role? Like, did Circle, <sighs> the actor that played Circle, he was just like, <laughs> I'm just trying, I'm just trying to play my electric bill, or was he was just like, this is going to be like the next holiday classic? I just feel it. I th- I think I think it, it's probably both, right? They know yeah. it's a crappy Hallmark Channel Christmas movie that's on Netflix. They have to. Uh-huh. If they don't, uh, there's no hope for this world. Right. Especially after <laughs> people get bitched about showing other couples on a fucking commercial. You know, right. Like, that right. paired with <laughs> these people being like, this is going to be the best work of my life, you know? Because you also don't want them just like half-assing it, right? Like, you don't want them yeah. like yeah. sleeping through a role. Because then it's like, eh, come on, you know, like put some... Stuff it because there is some like fun to be had in these ridiculous movies. Like, like yeah, I, yeah. I just watched the Killer Raccoons too, you know. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and and but I feel like what's weird is they could do better, right? Like you can be like, this is going to be a cheesy Christmas movie. It's kind of like romantic comedies in general. People uh-huh. will will have just the generic easy romantic comedy, but then every now and then there's one that actually is like, oh, actually that's a pretty f- fun movie, yeah, right, like right, and I, it, that's easier to say just do that than actually do it. Like we're not writing yeah. these or directing right. and stuff, but right, but I don't know, maybe <laughs> maybe you know Vanessa Hudgens. I know she was a producer on this, um, and I. I she obviously has fun with it, you know, like <laughs> it, it, it doesn't have, here's the thing is I think it's a horrible movie and it's really stupid. And it's one of those things where it's just like, if you think about it, a guy from the 1200s would be speaking like middle to old English and uh-huh. which sounds like weird Scottish that you don't understand today, you know? Right. And he right. literally is just like saying words, you know, like, and I'm just like, I would love to see that. I would love to see like a truly signed, accurate scientific movie of a knight from the 1200s imported into our world because it'd essentially be like a caveman, right? You would yeah. not understand any words he says because nobody right, speaks right. middle or old English, right? And he'd just be like, this guy is in a night get up and he's got chain mail over and you're like, the Renaissance Festival is that way. It's hard to hate on Christmas movies just because they're just like, whatever. They're just, they're so completely non-offensive, you know? It's yeah, just like, uh-huh. it is, I, I can't bitch about like scientific accuracy with a, a guy getting transported into the future to fulfill his quest. And what was his quest? His quest was to fall in love? No, his, his quest was like something with his heart or something like that. And, and then like to, to, I don't know. And then it he, wasn't to fall in love. Okay. And then he completed his quest and went back in time. And then the witch yeah. woman was like, like, oh, yeah, you completed your quest. You can go back. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old crowd. <laughs> Which, by the way, did you watch the credits? I don't think I did. Okay. There's there's a cliffhanger in the credits. <laughs> What's the cliff? Oh oh, it's the brother. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So it goes back in time. <laughs> the brother who's already a king, right, or something like he he was the higher up of the two, wasn't he? Right, right. But um, 
Yeah, she goes back and he's like walking out and he's like, oh, I just talked to my brother and my brother left, you know, he, he's in love, so whatever, that's cool. And he's just like, oh, hello, old crone. <laughs> and then he's just like, my medallion is glowing. I will see you next Christmas season. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a, uh, um, it's going to be a, an ongoing thing. Oh, you, yeah. know, you know my favorite thing? Well, it's my favorite thing that annoys the crap out of me is opening shot of the movie. It's coming in on, on the present day, right? Because we, uh-huh. we need to know that uh-huh. it's present day. It's not it's not right. 1222. It's, it's present day. And it says, Bracebridge, Ohio. Did you catch that? Y- yes. And, and that's a, that's a made-up city, correct? Well, okay. Here's what annoys me about it is, okay, when, when, when movies set something somewhere like i get that not every time you can film in new york so you're gonna film somewhere else right but you want it right. to be like new york okay i get uh-huh. that right you get big cities but but when you choose a place in ohio what are they trying to go for right yeah um are they going trying to go for the people that live in ohio they're like oh they they filmed it in you know granville uh-huh. you know like oh it says uh-huh. granville that's fun Okay, yeah. but Bracebridge is completely not in Ohio. <laughs> it's in Canada. Okay. And that's where they filmed it, was in Canada, Bracebridge, Canada. So why the fuck didn't they just name it Bracebridge, Canada, or Vancouver, right. whatever the fuck it was? Like, why, 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 why were they like, oh, a majority of our Christmas um, Hallmark Channel viewers come from ohio <laughs> and they're the people that are bitching about a lesbian commercial so you know we really gotta we really gotta like say hey but but if you're gonna do that why would they make up a city and not just use some other city not why not uh-huh. be westerville ohio i i just i don't get it i don't i want to ask that question more than any of why why what what yeah. what are you are you trying to balance two sides you're like well we want to set it in ohio that was probably the original script Right, is we would have said it in Ohio, but uh, where should we set it? Uh, why don't we just make up a place? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that bothers me so much, but it annoys me so much when I see movies like that. They make up a place, yeah, and then it's just like, why don't you just call it Vancouver? Why don't you call it just British Columbia? Everything's filmed there, anyways. Just stop it. Just yeah, yeah. Nobody cares where shit's filmed or takes place anymore. You know. <laughs> I, I will say at least the 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 continuity crew did a good job because there there was Ohio plates license plates <laughs> on that Subaru and that you, she was driving. You know driving. what's even weirder is like the amount of work to make it there. Why 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 if you're gonna go to the trouble of getting Ohio plates, uh-huh. why still place it in a made up Ohio location? Yeah. Or just like, it's just so strange to me because the only people that would care to look that up would be people from Ohio. Everybody else is just like, oh, whatever, right? Like, they don't yeah. even think twice about... They're like, I've never, I've never been to Bracebridge, Ohio. <laughs> and it's like, do they think people will be like, oh, that seems like a nice place to live. Hey, maybe we should go to Ohio. And then they look it up and it's like, nope, it does not exist. Still yeah. no reason for you to go visit Ohio. <laughs> All right, Michael, you alluded to a song... This song is uh, based off the, the YouTube uh, link that I sent earlier. Um, this is the work that was produced during that two-hour um, session that they did. Okay. It is uh, called Immortale. Immortale. 
and it is by the artist Wolf. And then I'm actually going to play the entire song um, just because it's very short. So this is Immortale by Wolf. Siamo immortali durante la notte. Non puoi toccarci quando siamo coperti di luce. Di luce balliamo via la nostra purezza. Getto la mia anima alle stelle. Sapranno sempre chi siamo. Sapranno sempre chi siamo. Getto la mia anima alle stelle. Throw my soul to the stars, feel a split. But a freeze time, put a hex on a bitch. Two girls, hands up, half the moment. Make a bad choice, you could keep your judgment. Find a local dance bar, call it a club. I said, I just want your perspective, I'm not looking for drugs. I got sin on my mind, and I can't get enough. I take more risk when I start to feel bummed. This is pain, this is youth. This is all the hush hush thoughts in your room. This is for the first time out with your crew. Getting fucked up, find joy in the bruise. Eyes with the power to seduce. Hand me the ox, we could cruise. Some nights I feel like I got nothing to lose. Some nights I feel like I got nothing to lose. Ready for another, Kevin? 